What's going on, guys? Rich Nitorate, Nittany Nation podcast. We're back. Some big news, Eric. Uh, recruiting analyst Eric Lammers joins us. Eric, big news on the over in State College. Big time quarterback commit. That's right. Um, so, I mean, they get the one. They get that position that everybody wants, right? That always the focal point of every recruiting cycle is always that quarterback position. And uh, you know, there was some questions about what would happen with Penn State in this class after taking two, obviously, really good ones in twenty three. And you don't, mm-hmm. you don't see, you know, or twenty two. Excuse me. You don't see, you know, sometimes that can be used against you. So. You know, we weren't even certain if they would end up end up getting a quarterback. We knew they were pursuing some, you know, high quality guys, but obviously, when you have a Prabola and Alar in your class already, you know, we didn't know how it'd shake. And and with with Marcus Stokes coming on board, I mean, you know, this one screams James Franklin. This is his guy. I can tell you that right now. And uh, you know, he got him. And and this is this is a big one for them. This is very mm-hmm. big with all things considered. Mm-hmm. So now, obviously, he just took a couple of visits down to uh, some more local schools in Florida, Florida State, Miami, Mississippi. Then came up to Penn State for the second time in two months, three months, technically, I guess, if you want to base that time span on late January to now early April. Um, is that kind of just he came to campus and it just sealed the deal, I guess, or? Yeah, because I think I think when Penn State offered him back in January when he was on the visit, right? And like, you know, we kind of talked about it when he was on that visit, how the reason that they probably went that direction with him is just because they really liked his personality. Like, like you know, they kind of overlooked the fact that, yeah, he is you know, six foot, six foot one, 180 pounds, you know, uh, and on film, you know, he does some things. He's a risk taker. There's no doubt about it, but he's got moxie. Right. And that's why I kind of say when he's coach Franklin's kind of guy, that's why he is that, you know? And so anyways, they offered him back in January, you know, he goes and takes some visits and, and checks yeah. out the Florida schools. And as you mentioned, some other, some other schools between now and then, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, Penn state was one of the last schools on this big swing of visits that he's taken. And I think ultimately in his mind, what he's thinking is, you know, why not Penn State, right? After taking these visits, talking to these other coaches, I've heard what Penn State's plan is for me. Why not? And then I think a big factor, and I think something you know that can't go unspoken here is the fact that Joshua Miller's on campus today, or mm-hmm. was on campus when you know Marcus is on campus with him. And I think you know having a guy like that that's recruiting for you for Penn State that's really pushing the buttons. I mean, I think he did a tremendous job, obviously, with him and, and helped get you know get him across that finish line. Yeah, I think uh, without a doubt, I, I think you would actually be able to say this more than I would. Um, Josh Miller probably has a future in the recruiting business. No doubt, man. I've been around. I mean, when I was around down in Charlotte, man, he knows how to, you know, he knows how to recruit. He knows how to talk to young men. He knows how to sell. And that's what you need yeah. to do. And I think he does. If, you know, after his playing days are over, you could see him back, uh, you know, definitely working on one of these staffs. Awesome. So now going back to Stokes a little bit, you said 6'1", 170. I think we have him with that at 180, depending on whatever service you're looking at. Um, I know people th- see those, see that size. They see an under, undersized dual threat. Immediately, Penn State fans are thinking, is this the next Trace McSorley? Is this it? I mean, it's fair, right? It's a fair comp, uh, comp right? Obviously, because, you know, you obviously, yep, you see the, you see the size. Uh, you see the confidence that he plays with. I mean, he's a risk taker now on film. Don't get it. You know, he, he uh, has a lot of faith in his arm. He thinks he can make every throw on the field from any platform, um, whether it's, you know, back across it, the middle, or whether, you know, rolling out different platforms, arm angles, whatever he can, he feels like he can do it. And that's obviously something that the coaching staff really loves. It's obviously also something that they're going to have to learn him, you know, teach him to tone it down a little bit or, you know, dial it back a little bit when he gets to the college level, because those windows at the college level won't always be the same. But he is, again, he is a perfect, uh, in my opinion, if you're going to take a class in, in, uh, in a recruiting cycle where you took the two quarterbacks in 2022 and you're uncertain whether or not who you're going to be able to get in this 23 class, why not take a risk, right? Why not go for somebody that's got that athleticism, that's got that moxie that people will gravitate towards? 
and you know bring them into the bring them into your system let them develop behind or let them uh develop behind verbal let them learn mm-hmm. uh you know fine-tune his uh skills and, and like that and things like that and uh you know see what happens i mean and for me it's a it's a win-win if you're penn state i i see no you know downfall to this as why you wouldn't want this kid to be your quarterback in this class and now that you have your quarterback in april you unleash him because he's got no problem uh, relating with other individuals in this recruiting class. Uh, he's going to go out there. He's going to recruit for you. And uh, so this is just a huge win for Penn State, in my opinion, to get this guy in the fold in April and now turn him loose on the recruiting trail. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people, that was a big concern just because you bring in a top five pro style and a top six, top five dual threat quarterback in the same class. And then add in Chris, Christian Verlu, who's looked pretty good as a redshirt freshman. It's like, all right, shit. Like with the way the portal is, I think a lot of people weren't confident they were going to win one. But uh, landing, landing Stoke seems pretty good. I mean, you beat out a couple uh, notable Power Five schools in Indiana, Pittsburgh, uh, Utah, Virginia Tech, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, um, I think he's I, again. He's a great get for them. I think. Um, I think when you just consider the landscape and what they had out there, I all. I kind of. I touched on the board, you know, recently that if they didn't get Stokes, he was the most logical uh, choice at this point. If they didn't get him, I wouldn't have been surprised if they would have just kicked the can down the road at the quarterback position and kind of allocated that scholarship elsewhere and went and tried to get the best walk on just because that's the landscape and what they were dealing with in this cycle. So to be kind of boiled down just to get Stokes, like we have to get Stokes or, you know, kind of what, what else are we going to do? I think it's a big win for the staff. And again, I just think it's a, it's a, this was a smart offer for them back in January, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I think that it, it, it paid dividends, obviously. Yeah. And then um, to piggyback off that, they, he's going to be here for the whole weekend, it sounds like. And they have a quite a bit of uh, top guys coming on Saturday. Right. So, I mean, again, like, you know, we just talked about a little bit ago. Now you've got your quarterback, the focal point of every class. Now you can unleash him on the recruiting trail. I mean, they already have a real – their class is doing a tremendous job. The eight guys in this class right now, you know, now nine. But the eight class, the guys previous to him, doing a tremendous job recruiting dudes uh, to come join them in State College. And now you've got that quarterback that kind of helps bring everything together uh, that everybody kind of will gravitate towards. And, uh, you know, it, it, it can only – you know, help here from, from now on. And, and obviously it should help their recruiting efforts down in Florida. Right. Yeah. I mean, you talk about a guy like Trayon Webb down there in Florida. Right. I mean, I'm sure they're going to unleash exactly. jokes on him, you know, and tell him, you know, go get our guy. And, and so just, <laughs> it, this is big. I mean, I, it's, it's whether or not he ever, you know, is Trace McSorley to kind of bring it back to what you were mm-hmm. talking about. Right. That's, that is yet to be determined. And, and there's, Nobody should be putting that kind of pressure on him at this point. I mean, he probably would welcome it, right? Because he, yeah. he he loves that. But what I'm saying is to have to go get your quarterback um, in a in a class where you didn't necessarily know if you're going to be able to get one. To have him in the fold in April, and now you can unleash him on the recruiting trail with these other eight guys that you already have committed. I mean, this is just it's perfect for Penn State in terms of what they were trying to do in this cycle, and it should only help push them further down the you know the road towards securing another top five class nationally. So now, Al, I might be looking a little bit too far ahead and going a little off script here, but uh, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, eight quarterback offers in 2024 right now. Is it too early to start looking at a 2024 quarterback or is recruiting getting pushed up that quickly? Um, no, I mean, I don't, it's probably not for them, obviously, because they've probably been, they've probably been diving into their 24 quarterback class, probably harder than they were even the 23s. Cause they were probably getting that same sense that, you know what, if we don't get Stokes, we're going to probably just punt this one down the road and, and let's go get the best 24 we can. Yeah. So I would say that they have their attention uh, on the 24 class and I'm sure they're going to try and secure another really good one. I mean, just mm-hmm. keep stacking competition on top of competition and with the transfer portal, the way it is these days, I mean, why not? Right. Bring as many, 
top quarterbacks that you can in and, and let them all fight it out. And, you know, competition, competition breeds success. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it's probably too early for me to really be able to pinpoint any guys that are, you know, could probably be in there, but they've definitely been doing it. That's for sure. Yeah. So like I said, they have eight offers and they're all mostly the top tier guys. One guy I do want to talk a little bit about is Michael Van Buren, the St. Francis Academy quarterback. Uh, he was on campus recently. Do we kind of think like Penn State has a good shot there or? See, that'd be interesting. It will be interesting to see what happens there now, because what in my belief, and this is my personal belief, this is not anything that I have, you know, uh, one way or the other mm-hmm. from talking to the Penn State staff, but it's my belief that um, Yurchich likes a little bit more of that bigger pro style quarterback, right? Yeah. And Franklin likes the more athletic, maybe shorter guy that can kind of do a little bit more that maybe not, maybe not won't be the NFL, you know, uh, first round pick down the road. But, you know, when he's in the college game, he can do a lot of things because it is of his uh, moxie and because of his legs. And so just describing the 2022 class right there, but yeah. Do they go that route again in 24 after getting Stokes? I mean, that would be my question. I mean, I don't know. Right. Or do they look to try and get more of a traditional, you know, pro style quarterback? I don't know. That would be, I mean, that's the questions that they're going to have to answer now that they've got their guy. Now they can kind of take back, take a seat back and kind of examine that. But he's obviously a guy that's been on campus. They've done a tremendous job building a relationship with him. Um, and I'm sure if, if it all came to it, they probably would still take him. I wouldn't see why you would probably why you want it. Um, but they're going to have to have those kind of conversations in terms of how do they want their quarterback room to look, you know, for yeah. the next two, three, four, five years. I'm, I'm glad you kind of mentioned that. Cause I wanted to bring it up. Um, obviously, uh, you, you kind of think it's Franklin versus your in terms of pro style dual threat type thing. You kind of just describe Bo Prabula and Drew Alar who are two totally different quarterbacks, but do their own things in good, do specific things in good ways. Um, now, is it a good sign that they're doing this or is it more of like a concern that they're not going all in on dual threats or all in on pro styles? Uh, personally, I think it's an, uh, a great way to build a quarterback room kind of, I mean, I know obviously for your offenses, you'd have to do some different tweakings here and there, but I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I think you want to try and hit, you know, you're trying to hit on both. And I think at the college level in spe- uh, specifically, you know, athleticism in that quarterback spot can win you a lot of ball games because it's just, it's all, you know, it's, it's not the NFL, right. Where the speed of the game is just so fast that you can't always do so much with your legs. You can still do a lot with your legs at the college level. Um, And so I think that, you know, sometimes having a quarterback like that, that can move a bunch is, you know, beneficial at the college level. And, but if, again, but if you can hit on somebody like Alar, who's going to be, who potentially could be, you know, first round draft pick, then why not take him as well? So I think it's a brilliant way to build a quarterback room um, if you can do it that way. Awesome. And then the last thing I want to touch on is I, I think we did this at the end of last podcast and I kind of want to start to do this a little more. We're not going to actually do it yet on the, on the rivals website, but just give me a future cast right now. Are we still feeling good about Mason Robinson. Is it someone else right now? Yeah. I mean, Mason Robinson, you know, he's on campus this weekend, right. Or he's going to be on campus tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, you're going to have Stokes, you're going to have Miller, you know, they're obviously going to be working on him and you know, his timeline has said that he, you know, would like to kind of uh, maybe, extend this thing out into the summer. Yeah. Well, now I can see them wanting to crank it up a little bit on him and they're going to have the red carpet rolled out for him, no doubt. So I, I like the idea of him, but if he stays true to that timeline, then, you know, who knows, you know, Jamil Lyons is obviously another one. I think fresh off his visit on Wednesday yeah. is somebody that we need to be keeping an eye on, on, um, you know, because between Pitt, West Virginia and, and Penn state, you know, which way is he going to go? And I think he has a couple other options there as well, but uh, I know that Penn state's very high on him, and uh, I think they would really like to get him as well. So, yeah, I mean, I will go with I will go with Lions as the next one, uh, the next commitment. I made a future cast for him back on Wednesday. Uh, I just think the staff likes him a lot and really wants him. Um, but Mason Robinson is another one that I've ta- you know talked about, and 
Uh, I just think it's going to be a matter of getting one of those two guys to kind of speed up their timeline and, and feel like, you know, we got, we got the quarterback, we got these other eight guys. Let's, mm. you know, we're continuing to build something special and let's go do this thing. Sweet. So that's all we kind of really have on this one, guys, in terms of Stokes and recruiting in general right now. Uh, obviously a big weekend coming up. We'll have recruit reactions and all kinds of good stuff uh, on the boards. Uh, Eric, any final thoughts? No, no, it's a darn good Friday. A uh, good way to cap off the week for sure. Yep. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Hit the subscribe button, like button down below and um, stay tuned for more uh, instant reaction podcast soon.